Hello everyone, welcome to our first community self-healing training. My name is Jona Brindis, I'm an energy healer, energy coach and answer all your questions in regards to self-healing, what we can heal, what we can't heal and how we should approach this. And I will uh, pick up on one subject that is very much on my heart right now because I work with this a lot and that is how we can self-heal our personal physical condition, our health, how, what we can do to move into self-healing if we feel uh, that our immune system is low or if we feel that we're sick or even if we feel COVID sick, if we got diagnosed positive, what these things are that we can do. Yes, welcome. This is a, a new um, format here. We haven't had this in this way before. Although from my end, it feels like uh, I'm really talking about the same thing over and over again in a good way. So this is open for the public here. Uh, those of you in our sacred self-healing community are used to this kind of talk. It's a call-in talk, but uh, other formats that we have, the live streams on Facebook and uh, the webinars. So uh, we do daily Skype meditation. So there's a lot of different ways how we're trying to get this info out. And what is this info? This info is about self-healing and how we can empower ourselves to step up and take charge of our own health, of our own relationships, maybe our financials, uh, depending on what we are experiencing sort of as the, the most pressing part in our life. So the, the thing that is unique about energy healing and how I get to this kind of public training, if you will, is that when you look at things from an energetic perspective, which is basically a more holistic perspective, you recognize that our health, our wealth, our love, our relationships, that those are a mirror of another. You begin to see how they're all connected. And eventually we all realized that, you know, that, that, that there were many internal, many external things that influence our state of well-being, our state of fulfillment, our state of happiness. And uh, that uh, there are things we can change, that we can heal. And um, maybe that there are things where our own inner power to heal something uh, might be limited and this is what I wanted to talk to you about today. I will uh, let myself guided by your questions so I really want uh, I don't want this to be a lecture guys I do all kinds of lectures and trainings. Uh, this is really for you to ask questions in regards to everyday situations and the application of self-healing. So the main objective here is to shift your awareness into a more empowered place not undifferentiated always obviously with the adequate questions and uh, I want to invite you to ask lots of questions also to question things not to just take my say so to ask questions in regards to how you can verify this for yourself so that would be my sort of plead to you that you don't just take things that you actually investigate them for yourself and Verify them for yourself. Self-healing is a lot about this own inner experience. 
that we have. So if you don't have any questions up front here, I know that it's often easier to come up with questions as the discussion is going. Um, I want to take the topic of physical health today and uh, just talk about some of the things that we can do to feel stronger, to um, maybe prevent sickness. Uh, I'm not a medical doctor, so obviously you're going to have to uh, discuss any kind of changes that you want to do that have to do with uh, physical manipulation uh, with your medical professional. But the cool thing about self-healing is that it, uh, for the most part, doesn't actually involve any physical manipulation. Uh, what I'm trying to get at here and, and trying to increase awareness for is that there's a lot of things that we can do with remembering what it actually is that we can change, that we can heal, all right? And that there's a lot more than we think there is. So when it comes to healing altogether, not the woo-woo healing or, you know, anything like hands-on or not even remote healing, anything in this way. When it just comes to, you know, the healing of a certain condition, all right, then there's always two major components to that. There's one thing that triggers it, all right? So in regards to our physical health, it can be an injury, it can be a virus or a bacteria, um, it can be a certain deficiency that we have. Um, and then there's the condition, sort of the breeding ground, okay, the milieu that it meets us, at, you know, just because uh, it's flu season doesn't necessarily mean we get sick. Just because there is a pandemic right now, it doesn't mean that we have to get sick. Why is that? Why do some people get sick and some people don't? And uh, here, especially with uh, the COVID virus we have a situation that has uh, that shows a lot of asymptomatic people people who test positive but actually don't really have a lot of symptoms and what determines this so there's a huge race out there in the medical research community to to answer all these questions and i'm not going to pretend that i know all these questions but there are some things that if you look at these two aspects of what can actually set a, a system out of balance and make it sick, okay, our body. If you look at the outer and the inner, so the inner condition and the outer trigger, all right, then there clearly is something that you can see here, namely, you cannot always prevent the outer trigger, right? I mean, we can do social distancing, we can wash our hands, we can go out in the sun more, we can, you know, uh, uh, sort of work with those things that we've been told uh, that uh, sort of reduce the viral count here in our environment, such as face masks and so forth, that is a sort of minimizing of these outer factors. But when it actually comes to what we, what is in our hands, what we can take charge of, then that is the condition, the condition of our own body, the condition of our, the state of our own system, all right? And that's what I wanted to discuss with you today. Okay, how you can change your condition. And when I mean condition, I don't mean 
you know, good or bad condition. I just mean sort of the breeding ground. What is the overall condition that you are providing for your own system to stay in balance and in health? And when it comes to our physical health, guys, there's some very, very clear answers in that that have to do with what I've um, uh, addressed in the past as high vibrational living, high vibrational lifestyle is that you make sure that everything that you put into your body is of a certain quality that you you know reduce or um, you know minimize contaminants that you sort of work with your body right that you keep your pH level in a certain range so that it doesn't become too susceptible so there are some things pieces of knowledge here all right that one needs to to educate oneself about like as in, in like okay what kind of foods create uh, um, a condition uh, that makes my immune system more susceptible and what kind of lifestyles you know make um, my body stronger or make my body weaker okay those kind of things uh, can all be uh, read and uh, you can educate yourself uh, about this on the internet. I want to address specifically here uh, what a negative and a positive condition is for something to actually uh, take a grip, okay, uh, in your body, you know, be it uh, a virus such as, uh, you know, COVID-19 virus or, uh, you know, any bacteria or inflammation or infection. Okay, what are the conditions that make us susceptible for these um, uh, imbalances? Okay, so disease is really defined as an imbalance. Okay, so in that you can already tell that one of the conditions that we need to aim for is balance, balance and harmony. And how can we go into more balance with our body? There's uh, some fundamental things that we all know. We have to eat, we have to drink, we have to sleep. But we also know, and this is now the holistic component of that, how emotions can affect our body. And this is very, very visible right now, how negative emotions, especially fear, can impact our physical you know, state. Um, our mental health, you know, and emotional health has a lot to do with the internal balance and as a consequence of say like a deficient um, uh, or, or, or you know imbalanced or dysregulated emotions you know it can make us sick who of you guys has ever been sick as a result of like say going through a heartbreak or going through a really sort of stressful, emotionally stressful time. I mean, we all know that stress and pace and all that, that that creates uh, or, or can create conditions that make us more susceptible to disease or, you know, physical imbalances. But yes, who, there's a lot of you guys, who do you have noticed? Has any one of you noticed the severity of how something can impact you? like say lifestyle or foods, emotions, thoughts, or social conditions. 
Yes, Cindy, you, you noticed that, that how it, emotions, like going through something emotionally stressful, that it blows out your immune system. Yeah. What do you think, guys, what do you think uh, is the most impacting on your physical condition when you go through stress at work, when you go through money problems, when you go through, you know, some kind of deeper spiritual process, when you go through emotional problems, relationship problems, what do you guys think? Let us all know here, we have this chat, we can all see you guys, be cool if you turn on your video camera or speak into the microphone. Yeah, the, no, this is interesting, Cindy is commenting here, so when you are when you are in a bad emotional situation, you also eat crappy and that then makes it worse. So that's interesting. Yes, you look for comfort food. I'm guilty of this too. At first I deprive myself of food and don't eat anything. And then I just eat everything that I can get into my hands. And you know, either way, it's very imbalanced. So when I'm emotionally imbalanced, I get very easily pulled into physical imbalance. Who of you has noticed that? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, yeah, I also, I notice when I'm like, it can also start on the physical. Like if I'm like physically not balanced, like if I haven't eaten or sleep or if I'm overactive, then it will pull the emotional in and then it's just, you know, I should react to. So it can, it can be from any angle, right? So, yeah. So it's all connected. Is that basically what you're saying, right? I mean, you know, it's like it, maybe it starts in the physical first. And I've seen this with a lot of people that I work with. Their bodies get a little tired through whatever, and then their emotions go low, and then they're starting to question themselves. And oh my God! And then there's like this total panic. This is like total sort of black swan event, it, it, perfect storm, right in your system. It's like, you know, like a cascade, like a domino. And all of a sudden, within two days or so, you find yourself from from hero to zero. You know, like you, 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 know, you <laughs> felt that you could ever be healthy again. And it's all over now, right? Yes, eating um, and, and dragging this out for many days. Obviously, you know, chronic conditions. Chronic conditions are they're called chronic when they last more than two months yes we all get run down mm -hmm. yes domino effect exactly yes you uh, janet you've noticed that uh, in a with a relationship um with when there's a conflict in a relationship it throws you really out of the present and makes my body it makes your body shake almost mm-hmm so, yeah, there are some things, obviously, and what, what you're responding to here, uh, Janet, is something that a lot of people know as trauma response. So there can, there, there can be something in our life like a, a conflict or confrontation with another person or family or something that uh, triggers something beyond what is aware to us, okay, and puts us into a place of a total shutdown or wanting to run away or not being able uh, to respond at all or like literally sort of crumbling 
uh, into powerlessness. Yeah, when when it's a when it's that of an extreme reaction, then it's usually that uh, some kind of trauma spot in us got hit. Okay, and then we you need to today, really work with today, this. Yona, yeah, I'm in the dark. That's why my camera's off. Yeah, I did go through an email conflict that I noticed when it had been kind of resolved. Like uh -huh. it kept hitting me all day. I was like, I kept trying to be like, no, I'm not going to get in this conflict. But the person actually sort of walked through it and it allowed me to go, oh, I kept trying to flight. You know, I really saw what we've been talking about really like straight on and actually though, I think the situation shifted because I've had this education or something. It's very interesting. It actually went much smoother um, with all these new tools or with all these tools put in place. So it was really cool. I was like, oh, I tried the flight, but we actually walked through it and it worked. So you notice that if you can get past that initial trauma response, that you, yeah. that you can actually change something, that it's just maybe for, how long, Janet? I mean, this is interesting. How long did you feel stunned or, or sort of caught in that uh, initial uh, uh, reactivity? Oh, what about six hours. Six hours today. <laughs> I'm uh, trying well, to put it and saying, okay, I, you know, I'm just gonna, put the email in the trash, I'm going to let them be upset about whatever they're going to be upset. But they kept coming back to me with wanting to discuss it. And so I said, okay, Janet, here we go. You know, so I did my best and it actually worked, but it did, it kept popping up. I could feel the, like the vibration of the person who is, you know, like an hour away. I just knew, I was like, oh, they responded to the email. I have to face up to it. But it, you know, would keep popping in like over six hours. Okay, if we take this as a as a, a sort of lesson here for you, Janet, okay, then what I'm hearing you say is that sometimes, you know, especially when it's when, when some kind of sort of trauma spot in us get, gets hit, right? Um, we we will feel this initial and it's often a physiological response right we feel this in our body and it kind of does something to us if we just breathe through this and allow ourselves to experience ourselves to actually being able to survive it right mm -hmm. then we can actually begin to access our own well resolution or 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 decision making powers right it's just that we can get stunned for a moment and this doesn't mean that we are completely powerless it just means that we are that we've hit a spot here you know that obviously triggers a very strong reaction in us yeah but, it was like uh, that we can get past about being accepted accepted by by people and which i thought i had kind of brushed off but actually i think through all this work of becoming like wanting to be a better person or all of this uh it's actually sinking in further and helps me but oh well this you know i didn't even know it was a little bit confusing um but i, do right. have to I mean when, uh, 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 Janet. i've eliminated so many coping things from mm -hmm. my life like i didn't go to food like 
I've already worked through that, not to say anybody else who does is bad, but it's possible. I'm just saying, wow, I used to go to food to do to deal with this kind of thing, mm -hmm. and I, I just had to stand in it. So that that was a great outcome from the experience. I think well. that's yeah, I think that's a really positive message to everyone, everybody. I mean, I happen to know a little bit of the backstory, you know, your backstory here, and obviously, there are some the very disturbing things that you have to deal with right now. Um, and the fact that you could actually get yourself to breathe through it and see beyond it and not you know go to uh, what you uh, called old coping patterns right how you would normally do this that you felt empowered enough to to actually work your way through it is huge so this is uh, really important for someone who is in a place uh, whatever the the problem is whether it's a physical problem or a relationship problem okay that there is a way to work through this is we just need to find that spot in us that can access that um, yeah. Thank you, Janet, for sharing. Uh, Becky is asking what the difference is with chronic issues versus temporary issues in relation to our emotions. Now, this whole and uh, some of you know this. We just we have we just have a series of emotional processing uh, uh, training. So we just had one training in regards to emotional processing. And when it comes to like you know, chronic emotions. I mean, you can't really say it's a chronic emotion, okay? I mean, you know, um, it's uh, being tired, chronic, you know? I mean, yeah, you know, you have to sleep from time to time. That's not a chronic condition, but uh, the same with our emotions or maybe thinkingness, right? Uh, you know, it's only when it's out of balance or when it is not processed correctly or not regulated correctly. So. Um, it's very difficult to answer this, Becky, in regards to, I know what a, a, a what is classified as a chronic emotional issue. Okay, when I look at this from a self-healing perspective, um, then uh, to me, basically, you know, all problems that people have in their lives are a mixture of chronic emotional and mental um, imbalances. Okay, now throwing in the physical imbalances because physical imbalances can also lead to emotional and physical uh, and mental imbalances. So this one is hard to answer. I would say that um, if I look at the definition of what uh, sort of signs of unprocessed emotions and you know dysregulation and emotional dysfunctions is that uh, you know if you experience sort of same the same intense emotions over and over again so repeatedly and if you feel out of control and if that's really sort of inhibiting or impacting your life in a negative way i guess then uh, we could speak of a, a sort of i don't even like the word chronic here in this but that we are then speaking of uh, some of an imbalance all right that needs to be addressed on an emotional or mental level it's you know if you take conditions such as anxiety or depression um you know grieving and depression for instance okay can feel and look very similar but can have very different reasons okay and grieving is a very healthy process of um you know getting through the loss of something right like say you know 
at the end of a relationship or um, at the you know loss of a loved one or even the loss of hopes and dreams okay it is a very healthy thing to go through a grieving process with that and this might feel and look like from the outside like a person is going through a bit of a low a bit of a depression right and this might last more than two months it depends on what it is right i mean i don't know guys i mean the loss of a loved one you know what does society give people i mean i'd say years you know to grieve the loss of a loved one it only is a problem really when it begins to impact the person in a way that they cannot really function or uh, when they cannot uphold relationships or uh, uh, interact with the world in the way that they want okay so here the, again the definition of what is chronic okay is difficult with emotions because it depends on the person's situation this is where mental health counselors obviously therapists and and coaches come in because um you know whether or not this is actually a chronic imbalance or whether you know you just um you know having to process something all the way to the end right that cannot be determined without actually looking at the, your whole entire situation but uh, uh, let's let's make a more clear example here if you are a person and this is something that i experience quite a bit here in my practice um that has very dramatic relationships very uh exhausting um very um depleting yeah uh, over and over and over again okay and it doesn't matter if this repeats within you know three months or three years but if it keeps repeating over and over again and there is a pattern there that is obviously either sabotaging or degrading or defeating or you know really impacting the person okay then uh, it's not really something that we would call a chronic relationship problem <laughs> uh, we would call it more like hmm, you know there are some patterns some unconscious patterns okay that this person needs to become conscious of okay and then you know you can approach it in of course the physiological way that that would be to check on you know neurotransmitters hormones and so forth and, and nutrients you can check it you know in the emotional you know how much of my emotions do i actually process and express how how my emotional hygiene right what's the state what's the condition of my emotional hygiene or do i hold everything do i keep everything in do i repress or do i am i afraid to talk about my emotions or am i limited in the, my vocabulary you know in my literacy to even talk about things or do i have uh, some kind of a mental cognitive intellectual components here that hold me from processing things from healing myself okay uh, do i have an extremely strong sort of negative uh in a communication negative in a self-talk all right or do i have uh, uh sort of beliefs and mindsets uh, you know no matter where they come from this is then the part that needs to be investigated you know is this a conditioned you know is this a childhood thing or is this something that 
that I have uh, sort of as a sort of self-defeating belief in my life, you know, because things went wrong over and over again, you know, then came to the conclusion, whoa, you know, what's the point in even trying, you know, so that is the difference between conditions and, uh, you know, sort of you coming to the conclusion that, you know, I mean, it's a form of conditioning as well, but it is more sort of the interpretation you know, of what you do with your experiences, you know. And then, of course, there's also the whole layer of, of spiritual imbalances when a person um, feels the lack of connection with something or, you know, with sort of a lostness within, okay, where there is no clear um, uh, center point or nothing really outside of oneself okay that could possibly say like faith you know i say like faith because it's not always just faith but faith for instance can carry people through a physical emotional or mental crisis right and uh, it goes as far you know in energy work we clearly see the the need okay that there is an actual need in people to connect with something all right and uh, that can be imbalanced for instance if we uh, try to connect uh, only that would be the imbalance with things outside of ourselves okay that's where then our in identifications and so forth come in that reduce our ability actually to find connection within and then of course uh, we, we have this whole uh, subject uh, this whole realm of uh, the, the sort of a greater power okay the inner higher power or the inner higher power, you know, like whether it is a, something like a like a divinity or God, God outside of me or God inside of me. The energetic point of view actually shows that uh, the, the inner connection is the core of all, um, uh, say, you know, references for a person. It's kind of like the honing signal for everything. Okay. Most people actually suffer from conditions be it physically emotionally mentally spiritually um without actually knowing what it could feel like so a lot of people actually suffer from not having a really good sort of compass here as to what it could feel like if it was balanced okay so that's uh, sort of the the theory or the, the hypothesis that I want to throw into, like when we discuss the uh, conditions, okay, that most people are actually not aware of what their conditions are. And why is that? Because we have a part in us, and that is the cool part, you know, that helps us to adapt and so forth, that, um, you know, allows us to uh you know cope with things okay janet mentioned this earlier and that part can sometimes be so off that it sees something that no matter how dysfunctional it is as safe only because it's so familiar uh, there are conditions like physical conditions I've, i used to work a lot uh, 25 years ago, I, I used to work primarily uh, on uh, the physical conditions and uh, the nutrient uh, the, uh, aspect of of that of the he of healing. 
And uh, there's a, a, an, an amazing thing that happens when you, you challenge a person uh, who has like say a bad diet, right? It's just, let's, let's just say bad diet, uh, to refrain from that food for just a week, okay? And uh, not even to eat overly healthy, just to refrain from certain things that are clearly sort of impacting that person's uh, well-being or, or actually my my favorite is to motivate a person to just drink more water for a week just one week and see what happens and besides some of the side effects of drinking more water like you know uh, 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 the, the digestive system and energy levels and being able to sleep better and yes thank you guys for demonstrating this <laughs> right um but to, to challenge a person who doesn't really do this to change the conditions within themselves and it's amazing what you hear the stories that you hear uh, the, the number one thing that i heard after motivating a person to drink more water is oh my god i had no idea how thirsty i was Okay, this is part of what I'm trying to get at. A lot of times we don't actually have, I don't know if you guys can hear this, this is rain in the background. Um, we don't even have a good measurement for what it feels like if we were in more balance. Okay, so we have to first sort of get to this, to the zero point so that we can even measure this. A lot of people talk about more health, more uh, spirituality, more emotional health, more this and more that, but they don't actually know what they are comparing this with. So I want to offer this, uh, this definition of healing for you here that helps to put this into perspective. Healing and self-healing. Self-healing would be the sort of self-motivated and self-empowered version of that, is the change of frequency from a lower into a higher state relative to the previous state, okay? So someone who has a really, really bad diet, who doesn't change anything, but just drinks like say two cups of water a day, will already experience this as healing to a certain degree, okay? Because it will up the, the person's frequency. Now, in regards to some of the COVID um, uh, information that is out there and that is still being researched, guys, there are some things that are quite clear about this virus. And I wanna help you to lose your fear. I wanna help you to understand that even if you do test positive that there's still a lot that you can do all right then you can influence the way it actually processes and works in your body that you can influence the way you feel in this and i don't know if we do have people here who have actually had to deal with COVID already uh i would love to hear some accounts from you you know, uh, if you notice something there, if you want to share something with other people here. Well, I can, I can talk. Uh, well, with... Okay, go ahead, Denise. Please go, please. Do you, do you no, no, really. Please. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm currently positive right now, and um, <laughs> I mean, it really hasn't been that big of a deal. Um, I started really preparing back in February because I work in healthcare, so I kind of figured at some point in time I would come in contact, and I have numerous times. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know what questions does anybody have. I, I I really, for me, it's been a little bit of a cough, a little bit of tightness in my chest, and um, that's really been about it so far. But also the 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 roller coaster that you went through. You know, it, as far as like what you could observe within yourself, I mean, you know, we all are, okay, we're sitting here, we have uh, not tested positive, okay, and in our minds, it's like, oh my God, if we get tested positive, it's the end of us, right, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not maybe you guys, but this is really what most people are, oh, yeah, you know, spoon-fed with every day right now, that, you know, it's like, okay, if you, you know, the first thing I have to say to people always is like, COVID is not Ebola, okay? If you test positive on Ebola an hour later, you're dead. But COVID is not, not like that, okay? It's just not just. It's very serious. It's very, very real. But what was, Rick, what was what went through yourself? Like, would you, oh, yeah, I'm sitting in the dark here now. We have a power outage, guys. Sorry for that. Oh. This is my, my the last two weeks here have been like this, so... Computer's charged fully, so maybe we're lucky and the light comes back on. Just keep going, yeah. Rick. I would, I would, I would be interested in in feeling with you what this was like and what made, what shifted in you in in all these different ways. Well, the the course of events was kind of interesting because I, I two weeks ago I had a day where I just had like a really massive headache and um no other symptoms and i kept waiting thinking okay is this you know is this is this covid is this covid and i was checking my temperature and waiting for symptoms to appear and um at that point in time what really um was going through my head really had nothing to do with me even even then it was um over a week later when i when i tested positive i i've never really feared this from the standpoint of me getting it and what might happen, um, but I'm I'm a physical therapist and I do home care and every single one of my patients is you know very high risk. So for me, there was this feeling of like guilt, definitely definitely guilt, no question about it. Did I expose someone else? And and um, it turns out that I was exposed by one of my patients. Um, mm. So you know, not that that necessarily makes anything better, but. The whole escapade of of sort of going into this feeling of guilt really was uncalled for, um, and and uh, I at first didn't I don't know if the headache even has anything to do with it or not because it was a, it was about a week later when I was cleared to go back to work I had no symptoms no nothing, and then two days after I went back then I began to have a little bit of a cough a little bit of a sore throat and so I said okay I'm gonna I'm gonna get tested because I wasn't tested the first time I had no I had no symptoms. And the test came back positive. Um, and at that point, I was kind of like, okay, you know, that's fine. Uh, now I know I'm not working. I'm not going to give it to anyone who's at risk. So the guilt part was not 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 there anymore, right? Because you'd already stayed home at that at that time at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was over. And and then, you know, since then, I've just sort of been like, 
fielding calls and texts from people who are thinking like I should get my affairs together because I'm <laughs> going to split the earth plane and I'm sort of like you know what I'm watering the plants and I'm doing I, I it's really really hasn't been a big a big deal but people are kind of like reaching out you know like I'm I'm, I'm suffering in some way and I'm I'm really I really haven't gone through all that much uh, you know not to downplay it because for some people it is it is a big yes. deal yeah but I I very much sort of know how to take care of myself and and so I've been doing that all along um and so it really hasn't hasn't been an emotional roller coaster but you you're absolutely right I mean the the general um, population and and of course my my patients in home care um you know they're terrified I mean absolutely terrified they just kind of feel like if if they mm -hmm. get it it's over it's, that's yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's good to see your face, and it's good to know that there is uh, that there is a chance we could all survive it. <laughs> yeah, you might make it. You might make it. <laughs> we, we will laugh. Okay. I, I, again, here and thank you, Rick, for pointing this out. You're and welcome. you, a healthcare professional, so this is not uh, to to uh, make fun of. It. This is to make a light of it. Okay. What we really want to transport here is uh, that a lot of it also has to do with the attitude towards ourselves. Uh, Rick, one thing that I found quite interesting that you just shared is that people responded to you. They reached out to you like as if you were going to die. Is is that is that what you what you were saying that they were like sort of uh, trying to like say their last goodbyes to you <laughs> in an exaggerated way? But well, not not necessarily saying their last goodbyes to me, but but just reaching out as if like wow, like are you okay? Like. Uh, okay we really hope that you make it through this oh. um and and uh so i've i've heard from some it's interesting my my younger brother and i don't necessarily see eye to eye and and we don't really talk very often and and um i've had like four or five texts from him in the last few days you know just <laughs> checking okay. in on me um okay. which was interesting you know that was definitely interesting um but sometimes those types of sort of reconciliations happen um, when when one of the two is on their deathbed, <laughs> and, right? So, well, um, so I, they don't have I'm, to wait that long, <laughs> right? So it's happened. It's happened potentially decades before um, it would have happened otherwise. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, Rick, would you like to share some of the self care and self healing routines that you uh, are applying to? Yeah, to that first hand account here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, back in back in February when sort of this whole thing started, I um my diet's always been good, you know, recently at least the last 12, 15 years. And um I then in February decided that I was going to supplement somewhat and I I uh, started supplementing with vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc. Um I have a multivitamin, but I wasn't always like taking it every day and uh -huh. you know things of that sort. But then I decided, okay, I'm gonna you know do that every single day. And um, we've always juiced two, three, four times a week. Um, recently, since the the positive um, diagnosis uh, or positive test, rather, I've juiced every day uh, just to just to give myself you know just definitely what I need to to get over this. To support um, your body, like to even yeah. even though that you you haven't been sick, right? I mean, and you're not the right. sick type of person, right? I mean, you didn't do this because you were like afraid, uh, you know, that you're gonna 
die. You did this just to support your body, right? In, yeah, in yeah. I mean, the whole the the whole direction that I come from is love. You know, not not mm -hmm. from fear. Um, and I've just been making sure that every day I'm outside for I have like I have the best tan in my life probably because <laughs> I make sure that I'm outside every day several times and it's and it's been a tremendous heat wave here in Virginia so I I, I get out maybe mid morning late afternoon um, every day to get some sunlight um, and I I just naturally eat a lot of foods that boost the immune system and things of that sort and then each of these days that I've been home I've been making sure that I'm um, I'm meditating and and uh, resting a bit, taking a nap, and trying to get my family to pamper me. Um, but they're not really they're not really going for it because I'm not really that sick. But but just really coming from a point of love, you know, taking care of myself, mm -hmm. not from fear that something's going to happen, but but just from the angle of I know my body can handle this. I'm just going to provide it with what it needs to to move past it as quickly as possible. That's a very beautiful attitude. And let me just summarize what you, what I just picked up from what you uh, suggested sort of uh, already preventatively, okay, just, just as, a, as a sort of self-healing support. Um, you have been making sure that your body has enough, uh, say vitamins, okay, so, uh, vitamin C and vitamin D you pointed out here, zinc to to help your body to absorb the vitamin C more or better. And you have been spending more outdoors. Uh, you mentioned sunlight. Uh, those are routines that I would strongly want to underline here as, uh, as self preventative self-healing measures, okay? Um, uh, then of course, and this is a this is a big part. Uh, really, this is a, the the reason for these community self healing calls that I uh, would like to do regularly here is to come or to to adopt the attitude of coming from a place of love, of uh, self care and self love. You know, where you pay sort of loving attention to your body and really see it as the part of you that has to sort of physically, right, on this dense physical level, deal with all of this, right, to support it, just like how we would support, you know, I mean, we would even support our car, you know, if we go on a long <laughs> road trip, right, we would put some good oil in there and we, we would exchange the, the, the wiper fluids and stuff like that, right, so th this is the kind of attitude, not to, to minimize or to degrade the physical body to, to a machine, but you know, you, you, for you, it was a, a, a part of, of your expression of self-healing and self-love to support your body optimally. And here you are now going through COVID and uh, you're still smiling, Rick, and you, you're coming to a, a place here sharing with other people. And this is, uh, I think, the best testament, you know, that you are uh, in this place of sharing and and uh, really s sort of spreading the message that people don't have to uh, go into this uh, passive or, or uh, self-defeated place. I, I really love this. Thank you so much for sharing this here with all of us. It's very, very helpful. Okay. You're welcome. To hear, to hear the sort of first firsthand um, testimonies. Wonderful. Thank you, Rick. You're welcome. Denise, I think you wanted to share something as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, um, I I was able to get a schedule uh, for the test until next Wednesday because there's a high demand right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm just doing the same, taking care of myself. Lots of vitamin C, like you suggested, um, sunshine and outdoors. And I don't know, even though it's been uncomfortable because there's all these physical symptoms, um, I feel very free and I feel like this is a porch, like a cleansing and I'm going with it. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, it feels very opening, like in many different levels because it's giving me, I don't know, freedom to be home and to be with myself and to nurture myself. And yeah, so that's from what I want to share. <laughs> Denise, from an energetic point of view, is there a component here? I'm wondering, okay, because uh, I'm convinced, you know, I went through the symptoms of COVID myself already. I don't have proof because I never got tested, but I would love to hear this from somebody who's currently going through this. Is there a component that actually strengthens you now that you're actually facing it and dealing with it? You know, Jonah, I feel like it is um, because like, I mean, like that, what I'm with, there's an opening, like um, basically like a chatting, you know, like chatting, like it's been like, 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 you know, like a snake, it changed the skin. It's sort of like that, like on my first night, which it didn't even occur to me, it could be COVID. Like I experienced guilt, like a uh, richer and a lot of fear because I didn't want to call in sick. Um, and my, you know, I was throwing up, like for me, it's been very, um, my belly, it's been, it's been like that. Yeah, digestive. Yeah, 20, and, um, 20 to 27 percent of people actually experience digestive symptoms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then it's been like the the first couple of nights I had lots of dreams, uh, which I got in like three times in my life when I get really, really, when I got in really, really sick in the past. Uh -huh. uh, that sort of like I start witnessing my belief system and I can see my cells, where in the cells it is. And it's sort of more like a witnessing of like how unhealthy and like how, like how insane, basically, that would be the right word, how mad it is, you know, like. Just go, 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 go in life and never stop. And then, like, witnessing my own inner darkness and witnessing my own, you know, like, like my own stuff and my, like, my physical, but also my belief and, and my emotional. And so, I think there is a, a energetic component to this. Thank you, Denise. This is, uh, you know, really cool to feel into this, uh, the, 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 the process of going through something, okay, when we actually face a deep-seated fear, okay? I remember think, feeling the same way. I literally had like an hour where I thought, okay, if this is it now, you know, if this is the end of it, <laughs> okay, I might as well go outside, you know, go through the woods and enjoy this one last time. And uh, it, as I was doing that, as I was going outside, and that's why really going out in the sunlight for COVID in particular, I'll summarize this for you here uh, uh, at the very end, uh, is uh, very, very essential because it's a, it's a virus that's super sensitive to sunlight, especially the, the vitamin D that is produced in our skin when we are out in sunlight. And I, I felt an immediate boost of energy and an immediate uh, increase in well-being that gave me hope 
okay so some of this experience this inner experience when we go through not just COVID, you know any kind of sickness all right is uh, the the experience of being able to get through this and the message that I want to transport here is that the way we experience it and maybe also the symptomology, how long it takes and how bad it gets, right? That this can be determined by our inner, inner, inner attitude towards ourselves. When we are at this point that we tested positive for COVID, didn't, the, the, this is external, right? Now it's a fact. We cannot really change that anymore, right? But uh, we still can change a lot on the inside. We can change the way it goes for us, whether we go into this total desperation, whether we go into passivity or, or total sort of giving up our power, or if we actually understand that this is an opportunity for opportunity for us to connect more deeply with ourselves. So it's wonderful to see you two here. I don't know if we have someone who is or was sick with COVID and has had very different experiences, uh, then please come forward, uh, you know, and uh, maybe we can talk about that if it gets, you know, really bad, all right? But even then, it's best to comment and this uh, community training call here can also be a platform for this you know, to actually talk about these things and help our emotions to uh, process better so that the rest of our system can be strengthened, okay? Yes, and Sheila's commenting here as well. It seems like a diagnosis of something big always has an opportunity to show us how to reflect inward. Yes, it is, you know, often times, this is, uh, the statistics clearly show this, a, a pivotal point in a person's life when they get diagnosed with something or not just a physical condition but when uh, you know when you like literally uh, forced to face something as opposed to being in the fear of it coming so there is something very empowering about uh, actually going through something and experiencing ourselves uh, to become resilient it connects us with our own competence and this competence is self-healing okay we call this self-healing it's nothing mystical it is the attitude towards ourselves, the relationship towards ourselves, that expresses in our ability you know, to move ourselves to shift ourselves out of a lower state into a higher state and sometimes it is a gradual process not like from like dead sick to like, uh, oh, I'm healed, you know, in in uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, sometimes it takes a day or two or three. But there is something extremely powerful. And I, guys, you know this, my background is biochemistry. There's something so powerful about a person's self-healing ability that the pharmacology is really at a loss. What, what pharmacology knows about uh, removing symptoms and, and helping a person's body to heal is maybe 5% okay, of the capacity of what the human consciousness can do in form of its own self-healing. So the ultimate medicine is always the medicine that a person can activate within themselves. But it does, of course, help to investigate, to analyze 
what the trigger is, what the condition is, right? In this case, COVID, as, as this was our subject here of today's self-healing training call. And there was a specific aspects about COVID, obviously not all researched yet, but some aspects that were very clear right from the beginning. And that is, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the origin, maybe not the origin origin, but we do know that there is a, an animal here on this planet that has these, this, you know, uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus in its body and that it never gets sick, okay? And by investigating how this bat, it's a certain bat, okay, lives with it, um, provided very, very useful information, namely what is different in this bat's immune system, okay, that it doesn't get sick from it, okay? And that's... Uh, a very simple answer here. This uh, this species has, has extremely high levels of vitamin D and vitamin C in its bloodstream. And the one thing that's different with this bat is that this bat actually produces vitamin C. We cannot produce vitamin C in our bodies. We can produce vitamin D in our body though. So that part of going out in sunlight and producing vitamin D, and there's been studies already that have proven that the vitamin D that we produce through our skin synthesis is, um, I forgot the number, but like 20 times more potent, okay, than the vitamin D that we can take, like say, through um, medical grade uh, uh, vitamin D supplements, okay? So the number one tip for prevention, for self-healing, and for lowering the viral count once we have been tested positive with COVID-19 is getting into sunlight. This is also one of the reasons why there seem to be differences in people's response to the virus. Okay, we see a, a lower health response, a lower uh, sort of immune or decreased immune uh, response in people with high uh, with high pigmentation, okay? So with people who have darker skin, okay? And that's because the more uh, the protection the skin has against the sunlight, the less vitamin D is being produced. In other words, even a white person, if we go outside a lot and we are very tanned, okay, then the vitamin D production actually begins to reduce. So we have to stay out in the sun longer, okay? So this doesn't mean that a darker, darker pigment, uh, pigmented person cannot produce enough vitamin D to beat uh, the virus uh, within its bloodstream, but uh, uh, this person would have to stay in the sunlight longer, okay? So get as, as much sunlight as you can, even if it's uncomfortable, if you're already suffering from uh, a fever or high temperature, Okay, then it, it feels very counterintuitive to go out into the sun. But that is one of the things that they actually found out by coincidence 100 years ago uh, at this huge outbreak of the Spanish flu when the, the field lazarets and hospitals, uh, uh, when they ran out of space and they had to actually put the patients outside, okay, in beds, that those who were outside in the sunlight healed 80% faster than the ones that were inside. So uh, this is uh, uh, hard science here, guys. Sunlight helps with COVID-19. Number two, increase your vitamin C intake, 
okay so we can of course optimize our diet um, and a lot of people believe that they actually get enough vitamins through their diet but unfortunately the, the vitamin content of our produce has uh, reduced so much over the last 30 years uh, that it's almost impossible like you know I'm not saying that it isn't possible but it's almost impossible you would have to like literally juice all day long and then you uh, run into issues with the sugar and the salt you know that you, you put you know you you ingest too much fruit sugar that then is counterproductive for your immune system so uh, vitamin c uh, in uh, supplementation to your normal good vitamin rich diet uh, preferably in liposomal form this is a specific type of vitamin c not the ascorbic acid guys uh, that is a, a, a pharmaceutical grade like an artificially produced vitamin C that the body cannot actually recognize and it really doesn't absorb 95% of it so we will literally just pee it out uh, so liposomal vitamin C can uh, can be absorbed better and uh, then you know some of the minerals like zinc and and also uh, calcium help to increase the absorption not to get too technical about this here but vitamin C and vitamin D ultimately uh, through sunlight, but uh, also in supplementation in, in severe cases. Um, this is also hard science, guys. 90% um, of all severe COVID cases in ICU suffer from extremely low vitamin D levels. Okay, so COVID seems to deplete the vitamin D levels and vitamin C levels in us. and uh, the good news about this is that even if you have the virus in your system already, if you increase, you know, you just like literally, uh, the way I've seen this in an energetic way, is like literally put yourself on a vitamin C and vitamin D drip, you know, throughout the day, all day long, okay? That's a very good prevention and also helps to reduce the viral count if it's already in your system. Number three, drink lots of water, tons of water, guys. Uh, it helps your body to maintain uh, its temperature, to, to regulate temperature, to regulate fluids. Fever is a good thing, guys, okay? Your body goes into an immune system response and an immune response here with high fever, and it's a good thing. It's only a bad thing if you don't drink enough water, okay? So you need to be really well hydrated. Um, it also helps in regards to the respiratory uh, symptoms that that you can experience uh, with a, a COVID infection, uh, where you know the coughing and all that is your body's natural way of trying to expel the virus. Okay, and if you're dehydrated, then it's it's a dry cough. Okay, if you cough and there's mucus coming out, that's a good sign. Okay, mucus is a combination of your your first immune response and a good hydration. Okay, that's you want. You know, like really sort of muc mucusy cough, okay? Because that shows you that this shedding that Denise mentioned, right? That this is actually, it's a clearing. It's a natural clearing process. But it can only work correctly if you drink enough water. Number four uh, is something that most people, it's very simple as well, you know? I mean, so far we've covered things that are practically free, uh, you know, don't cost anything or, or very little. And number four, uh, it's just as simple, and that is to create a barrier, to create a barrier in your mouth. So, uh, <clears throat> contrary to public opinion, I'm calling this public opinion because it's not really science-based, uh, COVID is not transferred by droplets only. 
okay they talk about aerosols and that's correctly but what does this mean it means it's just an, an environmental virus it attaches itself to surfaces and one of the reasons why we see this spike right now here in the in the northern hemisphere is because it's so hot outside especially in the united states that people stay in you know caught inside in small spaces and that the the air conditioning you know basically circulates and recirculates it into the air uh, is there anything we can do about it? No, not yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure there will be uh, uh, new businesses that specialize on clearing all this and, and removing sort of residues of the virus. It stays active uh, for at least 42 days uh, on surfaces, but it gets less active over time. Okay, so there's nothing really, if you're asking me from a scientific point of view, to prevent exposure. But what you can do is, because the, the main entryway is your nose and your, your mouth, okay, is that you uh, create a physical barrier. So the COVID uh, the virus actually stays in the back of your throat, in the fold of the trachea for four to five days before it is finished replicating and even entering your respiratory system and your bloodstream. Okay, so what you can do really is when you start feeling, you know, beginning symptoms such as the ones that Rick described, um, a real strong headache or a loss of taste and smell, or uh, yes, for some people it starts with fever right away. For some people it's just sort of a malaise or tiredness. Drink hot beverages. COVID is extremely temperature sensitive. It's very easy to kill it in your, in your you can't really brush it away. It's, it hides in, in that fold of your trachea where you feel the sort of raspy dry uh, tingle or, or a scratch in your in your throat okay you can't reach that manually but what you can do is you can flush it out with hot beverages you can drink hot water like the ayurvedic um uh, 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 traditions uh, you know hot water with a little bit of of, of uh, uh, lemon it's fine you know you can use um salt water you can use mouthwash but in, in my personal experience hot drinks like teas herbal teas um you can you can go all the way to like uh, drinking antiviral teas uh, there's beautiful tea uh, mixtures there's beautiful um uh, herbal essences that uh, support your immune system and that can help you with this so basically what i'm suggesting is that you uh, for, for prevention and if you get tested that you adapt a, a lifestyle a, you know like a habit of drinking hot beverages throughout the day now some of my clients were really happy about this because they said oh yeah i drink coffee all day long <laughs> and that works too um, but the problem with that is you also dehydrate your system a little too much so i wouldn't recommend to use coffee for this or black teas but natural like not not caffeinated teas um neutral teas okay such as chamomile or very mild teas you know that just sort of uh, help to flush it out um the the uh, the other barrier is uh, you know to to use the gurgling to use the mouthwash or the, the salt water to actually kill whatever's in your trachea there or in in that fold of your trachea uh at least before you go to bed um and in the morning you know it's a bit of a physical barrier i use a high, highly concentrated Japanese mint oil for that throughout the day, all day long, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's it's just something that that helps you to stay at ease and to stay within your personal 
sort of comfort zone that you can actually handle it. Now, the last thing I want to recommend here, the number five measure to uh, prevent, uh, to reduce the viral count and to, uh, you know, help yourself with the symptoms is uh, homeopathy. Okay, there are some very promising studies out right now that show that uh, a specific uh, uh, homeopathic uh, substances which are derived from plants for the most part in tiny, tiny little doses that they seem very, very effective. Um, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm not a naturopathic doctor, and you should, of course, ask uh, the, the, your professional, but um, the most promising homeopathic uh, remedy at this very moment is called bryonia. Uh, this can be ordered, it's like, you know, minimal, it's, it's cheaper than vitamin C. It can be taken uh, prophylactically, you know, like to prevent, uh, you know, it, it, symptomology, to prevent COVID infection, but it can also reduce uh, the symptoms of COVID in a very, very fast way. There are studies in India right now with 70,000 people that keep confirming this. So, um, Yes, uh, all that said, uh, not to, to make any political statements here in regards to the validity of vaccines or anything like this. This uh, self-healing community training call is uh, to strengthen your awareness, or maybe also to educate yourself a little bit, to hear from others what works for them and to feel empowered to actually take charge of your own health be it, you know, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, or energetic health. So, so much from my end here for this particular topic, guys. I want to do this at least once a month, but I do need more questions uh, to keep uh, sort of the subjects rolling. Um, uh, as I've mentioned, we can cover any kind of uh, subjects here. The main uh, emphasis on the practical application okay, the translation into our practical life, not so much the theoretical part, but really like, what can we do? How can we approach this? So I want to thank all of you guys for sharing, for coming, for asking, for watching the video. It's been fantastic to be here with you. And uh, please send me suggestions for topics, for questions, all right, and uh, what you would like uh, to be addressed here. All right, share this with your friends and family. Uh, this is non-political, non-agenda. Uh, it's really just about uh, helping people to remember that they actually have this phenomenal self-healing power in them. Thank you so much. Yes, Janet is posting here last minute uh, response in regards to vitamin C. Yes, where it's found. Um, one other thing that I do is I have uh, urine strips. Um, I test my urine, uh, not every day, uh, once in a week or so, but whenever I feel a little, uh, you know, and I can measure my vitamin C levels, I can measure my level of uh, hydration, you know, just to get a feedback from my body, just to connect with my body on that level. Uh, so if that helps, okay. Uh, stay on it, guys. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Rick for being here for other people and uh, uh, showing us, uh, you know, that it can be done. All right. Yes, I'm going to post uh, suggestions here for you uh, in the uh, in the chat that you can use for uh, the links as well. I have no particular brands, guys. 
uh, this is not uh, about uh, you know uh, selling anything this is really just something where I personally get this okay so um, uh, if you guys have links for liposomal vitamin C you can go to your health food store uh, Whole Foods um, Sprouts um, natural grocers and whatever these brands are where you are at um, and even homeopathic remedies can be gotten in uh, you know places uh, local places so this you know I order everything online right now but uh, it's those are all easy things to get nothing special nothing um, uh, uh, boo -boo. okay yeah Jonah uh, yes. do we have do we have time for a question um, yeah, well, go ahead. I mean, I was going to say goodbye now, but yes, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, because, you know, now that uh, this has been uh, going on, I kind of did a little bit of research on my own. And I mean, uh, these tips that you, that, you, that you share have helped, like, tremendously. Like, thank you. Uh, but I was wondering, because my majority, like my family and other, and other people, they are using, like, uh, you know, tiny loan. No. What, which one is it? Um, I don't know, like pharmaceuticals, right? Which is basically for mm -hmm. cold and then anti-inflammatory, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I was wondering, like, I mean, do these, like the pharmaceuticals, do they have like a lot, a lot of, I mean, a lot of You mean side for effects? prevention? They use this for yeah. prevention? Okay, yeah. so this, this is not very smart because, uh, you know, if you take um, medication, whatever medication it is, there's a physical manipulation that is taking place. It is actually disrupting your own self-healing at that moment. Now, if you are already suffering symptoms and you have fever and you have headaches and so forth and you want a relief from this, then you can resort to them. But to, to take medication um, to prevent, um, uh, you know, or, or to... To, to help uh, yourself uh, makes no sense because your immune system needs to be in its full power. Okay, from a self-healing perspective, it makes no sense. You have to strengthen your immune system. Taking medication does not strengthen your immune system. It lowers your immune system. Right. So that right. would not be advisable. Okay, um, even fever, if you have, and again, I'm not a medical professional, so please confirm right. all this. But, uh, you know, if you have, 100 and 304 fever it's okay to have uh, that that fever for as a grown-up right it's okay to have that for three days before you take anything against it because that's really what your body does to expel to shed you know the virus now if it's if you if you're dehydrated and uh, it makes you dizzy and you start you know your your circulation and so forth suffers from it well then you know it would still be best to to increase the fluids Right, but if it's too late, right. then you might have to lower your fever, you know. But all that um, uh, really makes your own self-healing less effective. Okay. Now that said, it does. I'm not against medication, okay. But to take uh, Tylenol or even aspirin um, preventatively has already been proven uh, to be uh, counterproductive. Okay, it's counterproductive because it does not. Uh, you know, it's 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 not something that that is designed as a preventative um, measure. Now you can you can use aspirin to 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 uh, uh, to increase uh, the fluidity of your blood, you, to thin your blood, and that uh, seems to alleviate uh, s some of the symptoms. But it is does not actually 
lower the viral count. When I talk right. about lowering the viral count, I'm talking about helping your body to kill that sucker in yourself, okay? <laughs> okay? Not, not to remove symptoms of suffering right. from it. No, uh, so th that's uh, the, the Japanese mint oil is just something that personally I resonate with it really well. I just put, put this directly on my tongue. It's extremely strong. Uh, yes, you can put it in hot water. Yes, you can drink it, but it's a it's a hundred percent pure essential oil, and I leave it as is. And just like it's it's like taking a teaspoonful of wasabi, <laughs> if that tells you something. It like literally <laughs> um, uh, cleans all your pipes. Uh, in your mouth and in your nose, <laughs> you know, so, and it's very effective, you know, one of those small bottles, like $8 or whatever, lasts you for a year, you know, so all these things are very simple uh, remedies, nothing uh, fancy, okay, it's always good, to, uh, of course, you know, if you consult your doctor, if you consult uh, a naturopathic doctor, if you don't uh, resonate with uh, uh, sort of medical uh, Western medicine, uh, but uh, uh, you know, water, sunlight, uh, vitamin C, and uh, hot beverages. You know, drinking hot teas that has never hurt anybody. So I feel very no, confident sharing this with I you. I prefer it too. You know, I prefer yeah. it. Like, I mean, it's working for me. So you know, it was yeah. just a question because you know the ibuprofen like takes. Um, you know, like the swallowness, like I think that, that that's one of the side effects, right, of the COVID, that everything in your body gets swallowed, right? Yeah, so, you, you, but you gotta yeah. understand that every time you you uh, you try to remove a symptom uh, with a medication, you you masking the problem. Okay, you're not addressing yeah. the problem. Yeah, okay? no, Bironia helps with that. Actually, I, I researched it, so and yeah. it was beautifully. Like I wasn't able to like fall my my one of my fingers like i couldn't like call it and after taking the veronia like my my fluidity on my on my movement on my fingers came back so oh that's I mean, interesting yeah okay. yeah. yeah thank you thank you was a good question thank you <laughs> all right guys yes I, this is the kind of discussion community discussion that i'm hoping uh to achieve here if uh, this is uh, well frequented and if we get uh, enough response, you know, we can do this every week, okay, but that's the kind of discussion that I really want uh, to come up, obviously not just in regards to COVID, but that seemed to be sort of a timely thing to talk about this right now, and once more, thank you so much, okay, wonderful to to know that there are people out there who are interested in self-healing, and, um, you know, with there's no uh, specific agenda or anything, uh, with that just, you know, sharing and and spreading and giving people hope all right all right okay well love you guys and um hope to see you very very soon okay uh stay tuned sign up for the the uh link here the email link uh, so that i can send you the date for the next uh uh, uh self-healing community training call